Hey, friends. Hey, friends. Welcome back. Welcome to Mutual Victory. Hey, it's nice to see you do this part. I feel like I always do it. <laughs> well. People are sick of hearing my welcome. People are not sick of hearing your welcome. <laughs> you don't know. I, I know. Um, two things. I'm people. Before we go anywhere. Okay. I feel like I owe you... I won't say apology. <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast based on our relationship. Mm. Um, I think I was under the impression more people knew what the state song was. And in the very small sample size. Yeah. That we collected. Granted, it was six other people. Mm-hmm. And no one had heard and knew what the song was. And I'm like, why am I even here right now? So the shaming was unnecessary. No, I just need to do more of it, apparently. Like, more people need to be shamed. Oh, you need to extend the shaming beyond me. I'm not holding this back. Good God. Well, I mean, you feel better that it's not just directed at you? No, I don't really care what I know and what I don't know and what people know and what they don't know. Really? That's bullshit. It's true. I don't know. You care about about what people know or don't know to a degree. Maybe not in this very niche example. It's silly. Geography example. I can think of a bunch of times where like, how do you know not this thing? And it drives you crazy. Because it Okay, let me rephrase it. Because it already would have driven me crazy being who I am. My sense of value is not heightened or diminished based on what I know compared to what other people know or do not know. Oh, that's how I base my... That's the foundation of my self-esteem. I know. That's because you're a one. I don't yeah. have that uh, It's like the all. bedrock of my self-esteem. You can anchor a skyscraper to it, <laughs> but it is it is that it is a nice layer of that. What are we... We're going to heal that for you. No, don't. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. It's not broken. Don't fix it. Okay. Well, TBD... Is that some sort of essential oil you're going to give me? Yep. I'm going to give you some TBD oil. <laughs> Take this TBD oil and call me in the morning. <laughs> but I, I I, just can't believe that that many people have been like never heard of it. I thought it was just such a common... It's more of like one of those things where you think, you know, part of your upbringing is normal mm-hmm. and universal. And then you realize it's not. And I don't know. Like, what wow. Am that's I the, like it all. Am I the weird one? Like... Am I the one that's on the fringe? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's point. That's point the first. Well, I appreciate the um, apology, not apology. That's the best you're gonna get out of me. <laughs> Buckle up. Hey, I'm a Scorpio. I don't apologize for shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I should do more apologizing. It's that's called not true. Okay. It's called modeling. We do apologize to each other, people who are listening to this. Just know that we do. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. This is just a really good riff. Sure. Um, this next segment, I'm going to call it the front desk. The front desk. And I, I don't know if we have front desk music. Oh, do we? I mean, we do. Wait. I don't know what that is yet. Oh, wait. There we go. Mm. <laughs> uh, do you want to guess why I'm calling this the front desk segment? No, you don't want to guess? I, I, I don't have a single guess. Because I am checking in. 
I'm a little bit mad at how funny that is. <laughs> what are you checking in about? Well, uh, sometimes I... Well, when I get to the point, you'll see. Okay. Things that I either do, and I just kind of like pick up and do them. Uh-huh. And I don't really say, hey, would you mind if I did this? Or... Not, is this okay? I'm not really asking for permission. Right. But, like, here is the situation. Are you talking about your putting mat in the middle of the living room? Nope. Don't okay. care how anyone feels about that. Okay. And since you're going to be gone for ten days in four days, so you may just have to ride this one out until Sunday. Maybe. Is Luna coming? No, Luna's coming over. Yeah. So maybe I'll pick it up then. Uh-huh. Hard, maybe. Okay. Um, in the morning... After I do all the things, it's usually like when we're in the living room and we're about to start our wor- work, day? work day type things. Mm-hmm. After the coffee has started and I'm ready to get going, the next step is always um, music on the speaker, like some sort of like yeah. Spotify or Pandora channel or something. Mm-hmm. And I always, provided it's not seasonal. Because, like, really between October and if it's the month of October, November, December, it's going to be some sort of seasonal jam. Correct. Outside of those months, it's a crapshoot. Correct. And lately and usually, it is Pandora, because I feel like Pandora has a better... If, like, you're in the mood for a type of music, it's like a radio station to play various types of music, and they'll play, like, I don't know if it's, like... It's just like all day can go on as opposed to Spotify. I don't know if like you go to like, here's a band's quote unquote radio and yeah, it's a playlist it's better on Pandora than it is on Spotify. And I don't like that. It's a playlist that I can see. Yeah. Like I want to in my brain think it could be different every time. Right. So I always put, I choose it mm-hmm. and it's always lately the Ben Hur soundtrack radio. Sure. And I don't know how you feel about that. Because not only is it the soundtrack of the move from like the movie Ben Hur, which came out in, like the fifties, but there's other really old historical epics around there. Like usually Lawrence of Arabia is a big mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes The Great Escape. What's the other one? King of Kings. Yeah. Uh, yeah, stuff like that, which I love. I don't know what it is. I think there's some sort of unconscious or subconscious. I don't know what the difference is. But because they're usually rec- they're so old, and their recordings are less like they're they're not like they have to be digitally remastered. Mm-hmm. So there's still something about the recordings that's it's timely, like it's old. You can tell it's old from like the fifties. Yeah, it just makes me think of like being at my grandparents' house. You know, we either because like movies would be on that would have those soundtracks and just like. That type of not only the musical score from a movie like that, but the way it was recorded because of the time, it's not as like sharp and digital kind of thing. That's so cute. So I don't know. I don't know. So cute. But I'm thinking about this. It always goes on because like the first track is always from like mm-hmm. this the the thing of the name of the playlist. And I don't know how you feel about that. If you're just like fucking a, I'm sick of hearing the soundtrack to Ten Commandments. I don't think I've ever had that thought. Really? Are you aware of it? Or is Definitely. it kind of Definitely. <laughs> you can't not be aware. It's so epic. 
you know, like sitting on the couch with my coffee is like, it's so intense sometimes. But it is not like, why are we listening to this? Because right, I, I know you. But it's funny that you say that your memory goes to your grandparents because I associate all of that music genre and soundtrack with just you and specifically like what you would listen to if like we were grading or um (laughs) like yeah like i mean i even remember like a couple times i think hearing it coming from like your classroom at the end of the school day yeah yeah something like that yeah so like my nostalgia around it is Mm. like oh it's like my interesting it's my sweetie's jams it is sweetie jams sweet sweetie jams 23 (laughs) yeah it i mean but it also like has other stuff it's got more contemporary like alan silvestri scores like the mummy and the avengers and all that kind of stuff but they're all like epic adventure yeah and the only way really if you didn't know what you were listening to you can tell which one was like older just from the the way it sounds yeah the quality of sound Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, so I'm checking in to see how much this drives you crazy. Honey, you just continuously make soundtracks to our life. So Yeah, I mean, John I Williams it. scores my life mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he is always yep. He's always on. And that Elfman person. Danny Elfman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in He like I had his radio for October. Right. He's a Tim Burton. Yeah. Uh yeah, it, collab. I mean, I love it. I love that, and I love that you will use music, subconsciously or unconsciously, mm. to change the mood and the vibe of what we're doing. Mm. And so, like, you know, we do a lot of computery things. Yeah, particularly in the morning, mm-hmm. it isn't the most epic, edge of your seat, thrilling work to do. No. Would you like me to? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you said that because. Was today monday? monday was it friday no it was saturday or sunday we like opened our computers and knew we kind of had a hustle because yep. something there was a hiccup with something and videos were not available to watch so we had to like go through a lot of our videos yep and make changes so they could be watchable i don't know if you caught this but i put on the soundtrack to national treasure because mm-hmm. i had like the montage we had to seek and find things right well mm-hmm. it's more of like the montage of like buckling down at the computer yep. prepping working yeah did it did it did you realize number one did you notice and number two did it succeed in setting the vibe um i noticed i was grumpy so <laughs> it didn't change my grumpy vibe into no. an adventure vibe no i that wasn't the goal i wasn't really trying to be like I knew that was that was not something I right. I could handle that at that point. No, and like, I mean, we've talked about this before. This has been a like multiple conversations in our relationship that we listen to music in different ways, in totally different ways. Yes, and so like wordless music that's on in the background mm. is just like wordless music. And it doesn't, you know, like, unless it's the Outlander soundtrack. Which is good. I'm not going to get, like, all jazzed up about it. Because I like songs with words. Ugh. And, however, 
your mood changes based on the music that you're listening to pretty easily. Your energy, your vibe. Maybe not your mood because it's this like a mood alludes to like an outward expression and you don't do that. <laughs> but like your vibration in the field changes based on the music that you're listening to. Oh, okay. Can you elaborate? Like I know what you mean. Can you give an example? Besides the like you're going to listen to like Avengers music when you are getting in work mode or yeah. something needs to get done. Mm. Um when it's time to get ready for trivia, you listen to like get all pumped up music. <laughs> like for the late summer and in through the fall, it was Rob Zombie on the way to trivia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that did it. Um, different houses that we've lived in, like when we've driven home, mm. you've played different music. And sometimes it changed seasonally, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, if we were driving home in the fall, you'd often do like mm. the village village is a soundtrack good one. yeah uh the batman theme song when we were living like way out because like we, we would leave enfield. the city and yeah. like drive out to enfield and you always would play because i noticed it it was one time i think i was bringing eden to a dance at boyton uh-huh and it was around halloween time or it's definitely the fall right uh-huh. and I, we were driving from home and not only like were we outside of the city driving right. into the city, we were like much more elevated on a big hill. You could see so, like the you city. could see the city on your way in. You could see Gotham, right? And I was just like, yep. This is the shit that has to happen to get me through my day. Has to. I love it. Bare minimum. I find it cute and endearing, and I love that music changes your vibes does i well i do like making playlists for vibes so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. tracks it really does so on brand for you it's on brand that's another conversation i'd love to have like what is my brand Mm. Mm -hmm. where everything down to like the aesthetic like the the clothes the look the feel the smell i want a vibe i want like I mean, okay, but I would say that we a little bit have shapeshiftery abilities because I'm not saying like, like, what is your default vibe or what is your like, we're going out to dinner vibe? I would like to know all my vibes. Okay. All right. You know what? At some point, I'm going to give you a list of, of like a handful of vibes and you got to pick like two or three (laughs) and elaborate on them. Not now. But do you th- don't you think that I'm biased though? Because like my, like, to me, your vibe might be skewed than what other people would perceive your vibe to be. Right, and this is like kind of why I think the metaphor of the catalog is a good is a good example, like a good metaphor. Okay, because it's you don't have just one page in a catalog. Right, there's many pages. Yeah, and you would want someone i would want someone who sees me that knows me the most to like curate that or like Mm -hmm. explain it or you know what i mean and while you would not have the same experience as someone else you would i say have the more accurate version okay i'm just and this is just curious for funsies yeah i i mean i think that generally in my view you are the nope don't we're not doing this now oh damn it i know hold on to it okay 
So that concludes our segment called the front desk. <laughs> I was checking in. You did a good job checking Thanks. in. <laughs> <laughs> if Speaking you need any extra towels, let me know. <laughs> not going to you for towels you <laughs> i would not, forget them you are not where the dry towels are no i'm not i'm not, I'm not. speaking of excellent segue oh look at you with the segue tonight i don't know if we have a segue jingle or tune yeah we do there it is there it is we are actually here to talk about invisible labor invisible labor which invisible. i looked up before you got home you did. I mean, just to refresh because I don't, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> didn't know what it was. Well, we've been talking about it a little bit. Yes. <clears throat> right. Like on and off and just like what kind of falls into that category and like division of tasks in a household as, you know, double working human beings in charge yeah. of. This is, this is going to be through that lens, but also through the lens of like, we had three children in the house too. Mm-hmm. So now, yeah, I don't even remember like task dividing, scheduling. I don't remember. Now, here's the thing. One reason I had to look something up, and even when we were talking about it before, about other contexts it would come up, and then for this discussion. Mm -hmm. I don't have a great, like, don't ask me my advice or, like, strategy or, like, how do you two handle invisible labor? Uh, My answer is I just shut up and do it. (laughs) So, like, I'm not the best person to ask. So this is part of, like, I'm, I'm so ready to, like, hear your take and have a much more nuanced Mm. Uh, articulate explanation of this because this is I just default to my mother. It's just she just just do it. Just do it. If you did it when we it said you do it, now. it'd be done by now. It's true. Which isn't always everyone's jam or brand. Well, you know, but you know, sometimes you gotta do shit you don't want to do. Yeah. So start us off. What's invisible labor? So I think that this term. Um, originated in like the late 80s. Like this is not a new term. Wow, really? Yeah. Jeepers. And like when there started to be a shift from what? <laughs> it's been around, like I have heard this term like four weeks ago. <laughs> I have been in so many relationships <laughs> while this term exists and was not aware of it. Well, okay. Hence... We are here today. We are here today. <laughs> um, that's amazing, actually. Um, and I think that it was originally put in the category of like a feminist term. Okay. Because what has started happening is that more and more, you know, like in, let's say, traditional or more traditional uh, heterosexual households, women were more and more going into the workforce and yet all of the mental load that comes with, not even just like the actual physical tasks that go into taking care of a household, but the mental load Mm. didn't ever, like the balance never shifted. Yeah. So Nate Bargatze, the comedian does a really funny bit. Does he? About that, where 
his child, I think, needs to get picked up at school. Uh huh. And the school calls him. Yep. And like they ask him, <laughs> you know, what bus number is your daughter on? He's like, I'm the dad. Do you know who you're talking to? Yep. I don't know that information. I don't know that information. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You saw a mom's number and a dad's number, and you were like, I'll call the dad <laughs> and ask him. Yeah. I mean, that's a perfect, like, that's a lighthearted example yeah, right. of, you know, exactly that. It's like, when was the last time the kids went to the dentist? Who needs shots? When yeah. is this happening? When do we start, you know, when do the... um school supply lists come mm. out uh parent teacher conferences like that's that's like the piece that goes along with like raising children together so there's that end of it but this isn't just exclusive to households where there are children you know it's like who no, is going to schedule the you know the septic to get pumped yeah who is going to make sure that um you know the the garbage bill is paid like right or yes and all parts of that it here my advice if you want to get out of some mental labor if you want to like bypass it not have to deal with it one easy way is to choke on an aspirin <laughs> you will be you'll be allowed to drop whatever mental labor or load or invisible labor what was expected of you yeah just to shove something down your food hole, it's too big. And is that you can, is that what you were doing? You were like, I'm gonna get out of this this Christmas shit. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> I'm like, oh Christmas, this what a drag. I don't enjoy this at all. This <clears throat> isn't fun for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because we've had conversations before about like anticipating needs versus asking for what right. you need. Yeah. Right. And there is an element, like I would say that the most contended part, that the con- the biggest potential for us to disagree on this topic would be under the umbrella of anticipating needs. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, because like your whole jam mm. is like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not okay. going to like, um, I'm not going to guess. And yet, like anticipating needs isn't just like, oh, I'm not going to talk to you about what I want or what I'm feeling. You're going to withhold intentionally. Right. Yeah. You know, anticipating needs is like um, when we were at Trivia and you went to take your sweatshirt off and I held your shirt down without you asking. You're like, please, God, don't show your belly to this pub full of people. I think that you're a little (laughs) sassy tonight. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's my fault. You got a massage. You did. I did. You did. But like while you were gone, I watched the end of Star Wars. Oh, that's because what happened. Because last week when we were playing Rebellion, we had it on. And we didn't finish we it. We ended it. We hit stop just as like the star, the Death Star debriefing scene with mm-hmm. all the pilots. So yeah, I watched the last 10, 12 minutes. So I'm off. Of course jet. you did. Because it was basically like somebody knocked the first part of shaving a haircut and didn't finish it. <laughs> and you were about to lose your mind. Well, you know what? You know what? Part of that gave me such... Um, comfort was that it basically like it was very natural we didn't watch more than we wanted to and we didn't stop it early like as soon as we were done playing we hit stop and it was like exactly at the end of act two or uh-huh. act three i'm like this is a perfect place to stop <laughs> all right so you're all hopped up on star wars yeah okay okay 
So <laughs> back to okay. My husband's seven. Great. Okay, my husband's seven. Let me <laughs> return to talking about cognitive labor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. There, there is a constant list of tasks that to run a household needs to be managed. And I think that, like, in some ways, there are modern conveniences that, like, can help, can definitely help with this that were that didn't exist in the 80s when mm. people first start, started talking. Like, you can do auto bill pay if that's mm. yeah. a thing that you have with your bank right. and, like, you make a plan and, and nobody has to be like, oh, shit, you know? Right, I didn't mail which the thing check is due to which the day. gas company or something, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of things are, like... You're able to auto order things now. Mm. You're able to like allow the machines to take over and <laughs> do some stuff for us. Skynet is just getting closer by the day. Yeah. It's basically like invisible labor can be anything from anticipating needs mm. of the household, not just an individual, like household needs, yeah. identifying. Uh, how you're going to fill those needs, how how those needs are being met, um, decision making, mm-hmm. and then like figuring out if like if there was a goal or a need or a thing to be done, did it get done? Did it get done in a reasonable amount of time? Um, anything from like that all the way to like domestic, like actual domestic chores which might not be considered invisible, and yet they are because of the way that our culture values or rather doesn't value them mm. as tasks and labor. Yeah. You know, it's like, and and it gets yeah, sticky in relationship because of like what other people value, you know? Like, right. And you learn the rhythm of your partner. Like, it is way higher on my value list to like change the sheets. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I know when the sheets got changed last. I know when they need to get changed again. They'll drive me crazy until they're changed. Like, yep. that's a that's a value that I have. And I could it could be invisible labor. If I strip the bed, change the sheets, put new sheets on the bed. I aside from the fact that they might look a little different, you might not notice. No, I always notice when there's clean sheets because they're just like they hit different. I think that you notice because it's a cooperative engagement to change the sheets. Right. Yes. There's that. We do it together. Right. Yeah. But also, clean sheets hit different, especially after a shower. All right. All All right. right. New challenge change the sheets. We're going to go out and buy an identical pair. Uh huh. You're going to change them without telling me and see if I notice. You think I'm not going to notice that? (laughs) I already hate this game because it means I have to change the sheets by myself. Okay, fine. Mental, Only because our bed's gigantic. Mental, it's, like, it's not gigantic. We have to like do a cartwheel it's across a the bed. Size bed, like we didn't create a different size of bed. It seems really gigantic. It is. Okay. Um, uh, you think I wouldn't notice? I think you would not notice. Really? Yeah. I. I mean, you might notice like that something was different. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just laid out. Well, oh, oh my god. Something's weird. Something's different in no here. No idea what is different. <laughs> the best part of your statement is we're going to go out and buy identical sheets. We have two pairs 
of gray flannel sheets. Good. Mental labor that I just dropped off. That's all yours. Speaking of yours, uh-huh. part of, again, part of what I think makes part of this work, uh-huh. <laughs> this being you and I. This. Um, this mutual victory that we have. It's just like some things are my things and yep. some things are your things. Yes. But with that being said, if you were like, I fell in a ditch and I'm choking on a ibuprofen, can you mm-hmm. do this thing? I wouldn't be like, no, right. that's not my thing. Right. That's not on my list. Exactly. You and know, vice I would versa. never, I don't think there's any situation where if you, you could fucking tell me. You wouldn't even have to ask. I appreciate that you would, I think you would ask. Of course. But you have every right to tell me. Which means I go into yes dear mode. And I don't know. Like, I don't think that's a bad thing. This is where, like, you know, with all of, I, mean, I don't know, sometimes gender norms mm-hmm. ha- are okay. I'm not saying they're always, always great and always have a place. I'm saying sometimes <laughs> it's helpful. <laughs> sometimes it makes things easier. Sometimes it makes things easier. I have yep. my shit. You have your shit that yep. you're going to do. Yep. And, that and can some help. of them are you know, very gender traditional. Like, I take care of the cars. Yes. Like, and please, do not anyone who is ever listening think that I know the first thing. He does not. I know that, I'm, dude, I'm saying this. You don't have to. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for supporting me. <laughs> <laughs> Oil change, tile rotation, uh, inspection. Oh, shit. My car needed an inspection in January. Well, it's February. You know what's funny? Hmm. If you look on my car on the windshield, on the top where the rear view mirror attaches, yeah. you can see a sticker from, from when- Vermont. Yeah. Do you know what the number is? It's two, meaning I have delayed my inspections like a month at a time to like be a whole For year. For an entire year. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, but yes, both cars. Right, yep. like yes, you are in charge of cars. They, that's the thing. It's like oh, and the, anything stinky. Yes, garbage recycling. Any stinky thing, because Any I just can't. Thing. It will literally make me gag. Yeah, I might throw up. Right, and I and I don't know what it is. I don't even think it's like a. I don't take it as a gender thing. We're like, I'm the man. I'm doing this thing. I'm just no. Like, it just doesn't bother you. Yeah, I think so I'm like just handling this, and it's fine. I don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. <laughs> Like I just, part, this is why like I part of like the discussion, debate, issues, problems that can arise from this situation. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to understand. It also is hard for me to understand as a forty-three-year-old. Like I'm not twenty, right? So like I'm not having this battle. I'm not trying to say, well, let's develop a list and make sure it's even. Right. And if it's off by a task, that well, that can't happen. You know what I mean? It's like it's. It all just fucking do it. You'd have to do this shit anyway if we weren't married. Like, would right, I not if have you lived to lived alone? Would I not have to clean the kitchen? Would I have not have things. to take the garbage out? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not a good person to come through for advice about this because I'm just like, just fucking do it. Just do it. Do it, ass. Just do it. Yeah. Well, I think too. So you like, have a, you have a gentler take, probably. I mean. I have a gentler approach. I don't know if my inner dialogue is gentler. Right, but I think I'm the a year- filter. Right. Whereas <laughs> this is the problem with being like old and pop-up-ish. Mm-hmm. Part of that, it's just your filter. 
It Yaza. goes over time. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too, because if we look at it through a generational perspective, right? Like when you think about invisible labor and mental load, like there, it was very clearly, like I said, aligned with the feminist, you know, kind of movement in certain contexts. And what's like recent studies have found is that in relationships of millennials and younger. So whatever okay. the generation, I lose it after millennials. I always forget. Uh, well, Z. millennials is like, we are almost millennials. So like we're Xennials. Xenio, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, we're almost a millennial. So we were born, I think if you're born, I want to say 85, 86. Yeah. 84. Yeah. Something like that. You can be, you know, quote unquote, gen, a millennial, a millennial, then Gen Z, Gen Z. And After then that, whatever happened next. Yeah. Um, but really, we're talking about millennials, younger millennials, and Gen Z in their young adultish relationships that are happening. Um, like, even though there is this open dialogue around, um you know, being feminist and uh, equal work. Like, let's let's go back to using the example of like having a child. Like, oh, well, you know, the dad gets up in the middle of the night with the baby kind mm. of thing, right? Um, it's still not making a dent in like the invisible labor. It's like, okay, but did you make the doctor's appointment? You know, are right. you thinking about preschools? Do you know where they are? Do you have any idea the condition of the school district that you live in? Like, right. And I, you know, a good thing I just read about to get an idea of invisible labor, mental labor, is that if whoever is going to handle something all of a sudden can't for whatever reason, right? But then has to explain to the other person in the relationship how to do that. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's just like, I might as well do it myself because yeah. it is too much to explain every step of this process. Right to do that so like that's the night that was like that's a perfect example of it makes total sense so like the, the idea of mental labor yeah like which which brings me to this other whole concept that i like that i did recently learn about even though i think it also has been around a long time and that is weaponized ignorance wow yeah that sounds harsh weaponized ignorance weaponized ignorance it's basically like oh I don't know how to do that thing. So if I don't do it because I don't know how or I do it badly, you're just going to do it forever. And that and I don't think that this is like you know gender specific or you know I think that this has a potential of happening mm-hmm. in any relationship dynamic where it's like, yeah. oh, like I could be like, oh, well, golly gosh, I just don't know how to get the car's oil changed, you know, mm-hmm. um, rather than just be like, this is not going to be my thing. Right. I do other things. This is not going to be my thing. Like, I don't need to be manipulative about it. Like, right. Yeah. We can just yeah. be clear and say, you know, um, and I've seen like comedians do bits about this too, where it's like, uh, you know, the man will intentionally load the dishwasher incorrectly and then his wife just gets so pissed that he never has to do it again because he's like you suck at this thing 
you know, and yeah, weaponized ignorance, mm-hmm. woeful ignorance. And, um, and I just, I mean, half of my brain thinks that it's funny because, you know, I cannot imagine, like, I was just raised in such a way that it was like, if you don't know how to do something, you figure it out. Like, right. you figure it out. You don't have to be perfect at it. You don't, you could mess it up, but like you make an effort to figure out how to do a thing. You know, a, a big part of that for me is saying, A, I don't know how to do this. Right. B, is there anyone I know that can help me? Like not knowing something, how to do something is really okay. It's just for, I mean, I think it's totally fine. It's the continuing, like, that's the willful ignorance where like, meh, yep. I don't know how to do this. Fortunately, I'm in a situation where I will never have to. Right. And just like allowing yourself to be there. That's kind of passive aggressive. Yeah. 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 And it's like little tasks too that are in the mental load. You know, I remember um, such a clear conversation between my grandparents one time where my grandfather um, would frequently stop at like a store mm-hmm. on the way home, like, right. you know, and this was prior to cell phones or anything like that, but we had CB radios. Mm. <laughs> so my grandfather would like CB radio the house. So everybody could hear this. Like it was on a speaker yeah. in the main, you know, and, and it was like not knowing what needed to be retrieved at the store, but he was going to the store. Mm-hmm. So he called and asked, you know, he called in the CB radio and asked and my grandmother told him, well, he got home and there like, there was very little milk and it was like, Oh, well we're almost out of milk. And he was just like, but I was just at the store and you didn't tell me to get milk. Mm. And it was like, why do I have to tell you to get milk? Not that my grandmother said that, but the look right. on her face said that. And it was like, you know, who knows that toilet paper needs to be purchased? Right. Who knows that the baby needs diapers? Who right. knows that the milk is going to run out? And like, particularly if that's not a thing that you yourself use, hmm. you know, like. See, now here I'm torn because he did ask. He did? Where it's like, what do we need? I'm at the store. He did? Like, this is communicating a need. And she like, gave him a list. Like, I, he, this is me saying, I don't know what we need. You are staring at our things. Mm-hmm. Please tell me what we need. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And I could be like, I mean, because there's times we, the same thing happens where we, <laughs> I go to the store and then it's later that day and it's like, oh, we have, we're going to do dinner. It's like, oh, crap, we're out of butter. I'm like, I was at the store today. We're out of butter. Why did we not get butter? Why did you not? Or why did we not? Yeah, I say you because I always want to make a list and look in the fridge and you yeah. never want to do that. I never want to make a list. Oh, it tries to eat bananas. It's true. It's yeah. true. It's true. But mm-hmm. yes, there's also, you know, but if you told me, like, let's say it's this time tomorrow or earlier in the evening, right? Before mm-hmm. dinner. And... You say, oh, I was at the store while I was out. And I say, did you happen to get creamer for our coffees? And you said no. Right. I wouldn't be like, why didn't you? What the heck? Because I make the coffee. I That's something I know. I would I know, have no idea if we need creamer. I know, who, I know yep. how much creamer we both have yep. and when we need it. And it, it, I wouldn't say like, you like, why, why didn't you get any? That's right. silly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
Where do you stand on the you should have asked? You should have asked. So like, um, let's yeah, elaborate. What do you mean? Yeah, let's not be theoretical. So let me think of an example. Like, or like, um, ask for what? What do you mean? Like, right. So I have to come up with a you should have asked. What would be an example? Um, I, I don't know. Putting the laundry in the dryer from the washer. Oh, you know. Okay. And uh, uh, we started doing laundry. Laundry went in. Oh, okay. I got distracted. Didn't put the laundry in the dryer. It has, you know, something. I mean, this doesn't typically happen in our life right, right now. But, like, but there was a, a time where it was like, oh, we don't have underpants tomorrow. Right. You know, like <laughs> this has like to happen. My work pants are in the washer right. now. Exactly. Um, like the kids' uniform, Abby's field hockey uniform right. needs to be in the dryer. So now, I'm going to assume that this is a thing. Like, let's say this happens on like a Sunday. Yeah. And we're both home. Yeah. And it's like cleaning and all that shit is going on. Yep. And like laundry is a part of that. And the it got it forgot to get switched from the wash to the dryer. And if I were to say to you, why didn't you ask me? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's bullshit. Because you, I mean, know what's going on. Like you're not trying to hide the facts you're not like taking the laundry piece by piece under like your shirt and sneaky doing it it's like this is this is one of the things that's happening today right so just pay attention like Mm -hmm. be in what this is this is cleaning day and that doesn't mean just because you started laundry that you are now on the hook for finishing it right it needs to be finished and that's a common like uh rebuttal with requests around household tasks and invisible labor and domestic chores it's like well you know if you would just tell me what i you need me to do or ask me to clean the thing you know like then i would do it and the met part of the mental load is that okay so i need to hold it and typically this falls on like the feminine person and pretty you know traditional heterosexual mm-hmm. relationships it's like i know that we need dishwasher detergent. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, the whatever the task is needs to be done. And so I have to delegate. And then I have to check in and be like, yeah. did you do the thing? Did you do right. the thing? Did you do the thing? You know, now where- that could be also, I'm thinking now, here's an example I thought of. And for me, it's like a very, like how we see what needs to be done. So, like, let's say we're having people over. Mm-hmm. And so it's of course like Saturday, it's Saturday morning. We're gonna have people friends over later that night. So it's like okay, I get the house ready, clean, all that shit. Like I would ask you, like what needs to get done? Because if again, if I was by myself, yep, I would know what I would need to get done. <laughs> like I'd clean the kitchen, yep. make sure there was food, uh, close the door of any room no one's going in, and uh-huh. that might be it. But you may have a different view. Like you have a vision of like, well, sweep the floor and actually mop it. It could use a mopping. Clean the toilets. Do this. I'm like, holy shit, the toilets. Mm. I would not have thought of that. That's not on my radar as far as like my friends are coming over. Right. Make sure this is clean. Um. So it's more of like communicating expectations and not like, I mean, maybe this is just a lame example because like. Uh, maybe I'm a 43. I should know to clean the toilet if I'm going to have company. <laughs> Make sure my well, beard it, shavings like, are in the sink. It's like, yeah, it's like the things that are on your 
list of importance, like the things that you have in a higher value than, mm. you know, and, and this is like, this could be an area in relationships where like there's fighting and there's like attempting to be like, well, but my way is the right way. The fighting you know, is like clean the toilet. I'd be like, no, cause that's a fight. I, I don't, I can't even comprehend that. Right. Like my brain can't process that because that's the dumbest thing. Like, I don't, you know, I just can't. Like, I'm, yeah, speechless. Like I'm rendered speechless by the stupidity. You just wouldn't say that. Right. <laughs> you just wouldn't. Because it's like, it's also my toilet. And it also, is, it, it, it should be cleaned. Yes. It's true. This is a thing. Yeah. yeah. Today is a good day to do that. Yeah. And, I mean, there's the other aspect, too, where it's like, why does this thing need to get done? Is there another option? Like, for example... If you if you went to Iowa for two weeks uh-huh. and visited your family, yeah. it's highly unlikely that I'm running the woods stove for two weeks. Okay. Because yeah. it's too many things. Right. Like, yeah. And that's one of those things where like, that's my thing. That's I do your, it. one of your things. Yeah. And like, can I do it? Yes. I'm unwilling to do it on top of the other things that I do throughout the day. So I would turn on the furnace. Okay. And I would just do, you fun. know, like... Yeah. It, and so it doesn't always like it can't what I'm what I'm saying is that it can't come down to tit for tat mm, because yeah. there's still a value system. And I near I almost guarantee that if I went out of town for two weeks, you wouldn't change the sheets and you wouldn't clean the toilet. Fair. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you would before I got home. Oh, definitely. Change and I probably sheets. would start a fire before you got home. Like, really? yeah. Oh. Yep, I would start a fire just so that you didn't think that like when you walked in the door, this was a thing that you had to like do. Oh, I totally would. Like we've, right. I mean, because we've left town together and yep. come back, and whoever was here, because usually there's dog sitting happening. Yep, was running the furnace and not doing the wood stove. So I'm like, oh, let me start a fire because this room is cold. It's the first room we walk into, and it's chilly. Mm-hmm. So we'll do it. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's. If you left, yes, I would definitely do the sheets. I would clean probably the sink. Wouldn't I probably wouldn't think about the toilet, which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know. It's amazing. But there's, you know, like the, these are just the, these, these are the things that, um, that fall under that category. And like, there was did, this Im- oh, incredible God. article. God, I want to say it was like 10 years ago. Maybe yes. it wasn't even that long ago though. Um, where a woman is talking about how, you know, it's mother's day. You're going to ask mm. for whatever you want for mother's day. And you know, her husband was like, Oh, you know, get you like an expensive piece of jewelry, mm. blah, blah, blah. And, um, she was like, no, like, you know, she, uh, did all the budget stuff anyway. Like part of her mm. also on her on her list was like the bills, the budget, how much money do they have, right. where is it going? And um, she was like, no, I don't want like I don't want to spend money on that right now. I would rather you spend money on someone coming and like deep cleaning mm. the whole house. And her husband kept trying to get out of this task because he was like, well, who's gonna do this? Who? 
where do I find a house cleaner? <laughs> like, how how much does it cost? Who's good? How do, how can you trust them? They're coming into your house. Like, and she's like, I don't know. I don't know. Figure it out. He's like, oh, I'll just clean the house. I'll do the cleaning. And she's like, okay, but like, it has to be like professional like, level cleaning the of the house. This is right? not like, you mm. know, wipe off the counters. <laughs> and, um, and he kept bringing up other things. I'll have to find the article, but he kept bringing up other things like, you know, how about I do this? How about I do this? <laughs> and what she wanted was him to have to like make a social media post, ask for recommendations mm. from people, call a bunch of places, schedule it, be there when they come, tell them what needs to be cleaned. Like mm. she not she didn't just want the house cleaned. She right. wanted him to have an experience of what it was like to truly hold all of the like the pieces right. of something like that. Now here's now I'm trying to put myself in the situation and by default you as well. If that let's say that exact situation played out right now. Mm-hmm. And I would have the same questions. Mm-hmm. Like how do I like who who do I go to? If you said to me I don't know, I've never done this. Figure it out. Then it's like, okay. Sometimes when I ask you things like this, similar, I ask you because I don't know and I want your insight in case you do know. Because like I don't want to try to go and do something and handle something uh-huh. that you have had experience in and know how to do. Like you know the questions to ask. Right. You know maybe who to call or seek out. Where I am flying blind. Like if you were like, Here's the information I have for you to start this. Do the rest. Or I know nothing about this. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Like, okay, fine then. That's great. So like you you don't have a preconceived, like you don't have an expectation. I'm going to do the best I can. Yeah. And if you were like, no, you should have done X, Y, and Z. Why didn't you do that? Well, like I, I tried to handle it. <laughs> so you didn't, but I've never done it. So your expectation that you didn't communicate don't be disappointed. Right. That's the only reason why, like, I like I ask like when I ask questions, I'm like, "Do you have insight?" Because like, I've never owned a house. Mm-hmm. You have, mm-hmm. so there is a wealth of knowledge you have about that process, about houses in general. Mm-hmm. So like, I ask a lot of questions. I don't know how to do things that you may have had experience in. That's why I ask. I don't ask to be like try to pawn it off. Right. I like genuinely don't know. And don't want to, I don't want to fuck it up, you know? Yeah. And I think like in that, in the scenario of this article, it wasn't like she didn't actually care about the cleaning. Yeah. I don't think, uh, I mean, she probably did. And it was more about like, sometimes people have to have a lived experience with something Mm. before they understand the level within which you have to operate when you're doing all the Yeah, the labor. level that takes And to the get thing the is, done. is like, this doesn't just happen in relationships. Women yeah. and feminine people taking on like project management type of duties and roles at work is way more common and mm. they're very rarely compensated for it. Mm. Like, you know, who is organizing? I think one of the... Uh, articles talked about like who who organizes things like um staff uh you know team building days right 
who organizes uh, getting somebody a birthday card and having everybody sign it. Yeah. You know, like there is also this whole other, you know, invisible labor that happens in workplaces. And often it has to do with organization. Like, Mm. it's remarkable to watch. It's Mm. like, and and to be a part of, and to to know how many, um, predominantly, you know, older men that are in the position of power in an organization are completely reliant on Mm. women who are making way less money than them Mm. to organize everything. Yeah. Yeah. Fair, I suppose. <laughs> so how now? Now, how do you get around this? Like, how do you address this issue? Maybe in a more like not in the workplace, but in the home. In the home, you know, like how do you? Because again, my advice would be to just shut up and complete the task. Just shut up and do it. Stop! Stop! Stop it! Stop it! Mm-hmm. And shut up and do it. That's my advice. Right. That's not the way if there's an issue, like, you know what I mean? It's like, how do you, or like, how do you approach it? If you're like, oh, this, this this is a thing that exists that didn't exist in my world before. How do you problem solve this? Because I don't know. How do you work around it? Well, I, I think that like, this is a communication thing. And I think that in this scenario, it's like, what what is your end game mm. as a couple? Like, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be helpful? Do you want to be useful? Do you want to be of service to your partner? Like, reciprocal. And just simply having the acknowledgement that the way that the majority of women are raised is to anticipate others' needs. Mm. Emotional needs, physical needs, like, ingrained it is ingrained. And um, and so we will naturally fall into doing these things and almost like not even think about it until we're at overload mode. Mm. And so like, you know, if you are in a heterosexual couple out there and your wife slash girlfriend slash partner is like, I'm at, like, I'm at my limit. Mm. I'm going to need you to do some shit today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, recognizing that that isn't an opportunity to disagree with what her experience is in that (laughs) moment. Um, And also that asking somebody to do a task, like, doesn't necessarily mean that you messed up, that you're a failure, Mm. that you're a terrible husband or partner because you didn't see to do these things. You can just like let all of that go mm. and be like in the moment with this is the this is the request. And like I think just you know from the other end of it like I know I've said to you sometimes like my brain's all done working today. <laughs> it's all done. I have been problem solving mm-hmm. for 6 hours. I've been answering questions for another 3. Like I literally will eat cereal because my brain <laughs> cannot think of what the next three steps of the evening needs mm. to be. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I need you to handle this right, right. now. Right. And, you know, when it comes down to it, I mean, it's a trust thing. Yeah. Do you, 
Do you think your partner is trying to get away with not doing enough? Like, you think they're trying to right. pawn off tasks, live the easy life, and just have you do everything? Do you think that's the case? And the answer is yes. Why are you together in the first place? Chances are, no. This person is not just trying to pawn off tasks because they're A, lazy, don't feel like doing it, think you're not doing enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, you have to, like, trust that this person is asking me, because they need help. Yep. They are at their limit for the day. Their cup is full. They're, so, Right. And I think like it's – and it's weird too because I think that sometimes there's this power struggle that comes out of like um, if it was a work structure, mm. right, and one person at work is telling another person what to do, mm. that – person who is giving the directives would be considered like management yeah and then you apply that same situation to home mm. and the partner that is being asked to do things is like like has the tendency or has the is there's a risk that they're gonna be like you're not the boss of me basically when it's like Oh. This is not about being the boss. This also, is about this well, stuff needs to get done. I, now, I go to the place in a very fun-loving way where I say, oh, sweet, sweet person. Yeah, this person's the boss. And you should be thanking every star in the sky that this person found you interesting at all, <laughs> let alone wants to commit most of your time. I'm talking about you and I, by the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> So if you were like, I'm never not like, you're not the boss of me. You can't tell me what to do. I, yeah, you can. It's fine. This is what I signed up for. I signed up for a lifetime of sometimes someone needs to smack you in the face and be like, you need to do this thing and do it. Like, shit, you're right. Yep. Because that's just what it is. Yep. And there's sometimes where I'm like, honey, please. Like, honey, please think about what you want to eat to dinner uh -huh. so I can make it for you. <laughs> because I know you're busy. I can't make something I don't know you want because I'll be like sandwiches. You'd be like, ew. <laughs> yep. It's true. It is true. And I think that the mental load, like sometimes, and, and, and I do want to say that it's tricky because sometimes it is like someone is the manager. Someone does step into yeah. that role of like, I know all the things. Um, yeah. And especially in the home right and if there's a situation where someone is working full-time quote-unquote and someone is not employed outside the home full-time right and spends more time at home making sure shit gets done they're gonna know what needs to get done and then when you, you get think. Home, you would think i mean you would know what needs to get done and then have to be like here's things you get done so like yeah you know what? Sometimes you're going to get a list of things to do and you just, see, this is, I got to go back to my mother. You just do them. You just, you just do, do them. them. Why are you arguing? Just do them. Right. That's my advice. It's right. not great advice, but. And I think that like, it's interesting to just the differences in, in all human beings. I don't even think this is necessarily like a man thing and a woman thing around priorities. So it's, mm. It's like important to have these conversations and then respect what your partner's priorities are and how you're going to support one another in making sure that your priorities are met, like your priority needs are met. Like this is a thing 
that matters to me. Yeah, and it's you know I know I kind of made fun of the idea about the front desk segment, but I mean like, yeah, check in. No, I mean it's dead serious. True, totally great. I love like, it. I there's no reason not to be like, let's have a weekly fucking meeting. Like what needs? I mean, like I jokingly do it to you every day. Like, what's tomorrow like? Like you run through the day, and that mainly helps me know what's going on because I, you know, love to know what's going on. But also, like, let's communicate about what our days tomorrow are like, combined with what needs to get done and what we would like to get done. I don't know why. I mean, I'm going to make an assumption here. I don't know if enough as many couples do that with particular intention. Right. You know, where it's like, let's sit down at this table, go through the week, go through tomorrow, you know, let alone like (laughs) the expectations of like, here's what I'm doing tomorrow. Here's when my cup's going to be full probably. And here's what I'm going to need from you. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just, I don't know why there isn't that or like, how to normalize that because right. I feel like that kind of like maintenance, daily maintenance is almost seen as like, you know, you're really trying, like you need all this to be successful in this. You know, it seems like a step that almost seems unnecessary and just like existing together day to day is enough, you know? Mm. Well, I think too, sometimes people like avoid having conversations like this because it could get charged. Like it doesn't with mm. us, but it could, it could totally like, it, like, if someone is keeping a list of, like, mm. well, you know, you're going to ask me to do this. I did this, this, and this today. Or, like, this is where it just – it could be a slippery slope. So, I think that there is often avoiding it, thinking that that would be better, easier, or less confrontational mm. when in the long run it's not. Because resentment will bubble up somewhere. Um, I think that it comes down to, like, the we before the me. Mm. Always. Yeah. And, you know, like people joke and they're like, oh, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like, like at the core of that is there is a we aspect to right. like problem solving, approaching things. And if your partner feels supported, seen, heard, um, appreciated, like that that will reverberate out mm. in the relationship and simple check-ins at the front desk um can can be really like and i think too if it's like a if it's a normalized thing and it's a regular thing it doesn't have to necessarily be a charged thing it doesn't yeah. have to be like well we need to talk tomorrow because now i'm pissed right it's be like we're going to talk about what we're doing tomorrow because this is how we are proactive <laughs> Because tomorrow the sun's going to come up whether you want it to or not, and shit has to get done. This shit has to get also, done. Also, it's just, you know what? Just imagine there's a bucket outside, and that's where your ego goes and, while you're having this conversation. That's where your ego's and for in the, the first, bucket. And for the first 30 seconds, you're going to sit in this chair and look across this person and say, how did I get so lucky? Thank God. And this person doesn't deserve my bullshit. Right. Yeah. When you, yeah. When you realize you're not really a prize... Be thankful. Honey, you are a very big prize with a big bow. Oh, thank you, honey. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and it's not about the me. It's never about the me. And I think that that 
is like that could be a huge game changer in relationships yeah, in general. Yeah. As it's, it's like you know, it's just it um you know, I think in a lot of ways that you learned this kind of mentality of like the weenus before the meanness. <laughs> that is With the quote. The you know what? I'm gonna make. I'm making a trailer for this episode. <laughs> is that something you can do? Maybe it's like I noticed in the RRS thing. It's like post trailer. Oh, I'm gonna make a trailer of weenuses. It's about the weenus. It's about the weenus, and I think you learned this. With sports ball, playing sports ball. Oh, is it me? Yes. Like, I think the the awareness, I think it is a skill that is taught in organized sports. And yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely, you can tell when players are not about the we yeah. and they're about the me. Right. And Ted sometimes Lasso, there's no I in team. Yeah. Well, I mean, and sometimes you're lucky enough. There are a handful of teams. Like, I've played sports every year of my life from five until about 17. And most of those years, I was on at least one team, maybe two. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do the math. There were a handful where the entire team was about the team. Everyone was willing to commit to do their part in their job, mm-hmm. regardless of what that was. Right. And, and if never... somebody couldn't do their job, if the person that... <laughs> Are you ready for my my sports ball? Oh, I can't wait. Knowledge. If the person that couldn't do... The first basing was sick or hurt their ankle. Then someone else would step up and do the first basing. They wouldn't be like, "Well, I've heard I did the first basing six weeks ago. I'm all done with that." Yeah, yeah. I That's mean, not what I do now. Or like, you were the first baser. You were you were the star first baser. But you know what? Now we need you somewhere else, mm-hmm. and that's where you're going to serve this. And it goes a long way if someone is like, you know what, what what can I make this we to be successful? Instead of, you know, put your fucking ego in the ego bucket. Right, like, no, I can play, I play for It's like, no, I don't, yeah, that's, that's what I that's do. That's a better place to yep, be. Yep, 100%. Yeah, and, you know, and also recognizing that, like, there's other shit that has, like, somebody's got to carry the equipment. Yeah. Somebody has to get everything on the bus. Like, yeah. there are all these aspects that go into it. And, you know, everyone needs to pitch in so that the focus can stay on, like, what are we actually here to do? Yeah. And it also makes me think of there was a one time, one season, I coached freshman baseball. And one of the players had this kind of attitude, you know, about the field, about the uniform, about whatever. And they were basically just kind of pouting and treating things with a lack of respect and the comment from the player may have been something like, like, why don't freak out? This isn't Yankee Stadium. And I was like, number one, with that attitude, it never will be. Two, I mean, it is. This is your Yankee Stadium. Like, you're right. You're never going to play in the actual Yankee Stadium. This right here is yours. This is like, if you want this to be your Yankee Stadium, it can be mm-hmm. if you treat it like that. Mm-hmm. Like same thing about your home, like whatever relationship you want your home to be like, it can be that you just got to treat it that way. You just got to treat it that way. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. Boom. You know, I will say though, you know, to wrap this up, mm. you have an exquisite 
way of showing up in relationship that I think that the majority of people don't. Well, thank my mother. And I don't know how to say this. Shut up and I don't, don't want to say it this way and have it come across as like, you know, I am Cleopatra, like lying reclined on a fainting couch or something. Don't worry. I bring you coffee every morning in bed. <laughs> There's no illusion. I know what you that is. You serve the goddess. Like you do. Mm. You do. And it it isn't like, you know, feed me grapes and fan me, right? But it has like there is such a um and I and I believe anyway that I also am that level of devoted to you. Like the devotion, the like oh, you're getting there. Lying, <laughs> like <laughs> the lying the the flowers at the base of the statue like the like devotion you just are so good at that mm. that like if you never clean the toilet again in your life that doesn't matter because of the level of devotion that you show up with like so it's this isn't like i'm th- really trying I'm, I'm really not cleaning it like not on purpose i know I'm really like i really know okay good. i really know <laughs> i really really know these i things. don't look at it and be like fuck that well, it's also like sometimes, not that people can't learn new tricks, but um, like cleaning toilets. But um, when, when you're dating someone, fucking pay attention. Yeah. Because yeah. first of all, they're probably on their best behavior when, yeah. when you're dating them. 100%. And if like, you know, we've joked about this before. If you get, if you go to somebody's house and you're dating them and there is a sink full of dishes. Mm. It is unreasonable mm. for you to then believe that automatically, by the grace of God, this person is going to prioritize a clean sink mm. unless you sit down and you have a conversation with them and say like, hey, I don't care if the floor needs to be mopped. Like I can mm. ignore dust bunnies. I don't care if we never have a well-manicured lawn. I need the sink to always be empty of dishes. Yeah. You know, like you have to pay attention to these things and then like make a direct request if you need things to be different. Well, there's a great scene in that movie. You ever hear the movie Forget Paris? No. With Billy Crystal? I may have brought this up before. We were shown this movie in my senior year religion class in high school. Um, Maybe not senior year. Maybe it's junior year. I don't know. But it wasn't like religion. Like one year was morality and social justice. That was a that, that that may have been senior year religion class. All right. Um, but we we watched the movie. I mean, it's about Billy Crystal. I definitely we've talked about it. Billy Crystal plays a basketball ref because I know I've said this before. Mm-hmm. And um, we hear about his marriage through. It's basically almost all flashbacks. Like a friend of his meet up for dinner, and they're like, "You haven't heard," and like they tell his story with. His wife, ex-wife, and they're like, their relationship. Like, they tell the story wow. over dinner. And there's a scene. The one scene I remember was he, Billy Crystal and uh, his fiance, soon-to-be wife, like, she walked in and she just said, like, you know, I squeeze the toothpaste from the middle of the tube all the time. And he's like, I hate that. Uh-huh. And it was like a scene like that where uh-huh. like they kind of just air out things they hate and things that they would like need the other to be very conscious of. Right. 
and we should watch that movie. Yeah. Because I think this whole topic is very Let's do it. prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very interesting. And I remember thinking, <laughs> as a 17-year-old boy, I'm like, so if you just say something, someone will hopefully be honest with you and say it back and buy what you need? <laughs> oh, Mr. Chai, this is an unreasonable expectation you've set up for us. I love it. I'm going to write that man a letter. <laughs> Mr. Tchaikovsky. And be not like... Tchaikov- it was not... It was Tchaikovsky, yeah. We call him Mr. Chai. He's a good dude. I'm going to write him a letter and be like, you know what? I think that this was a core memory moment for my husband. Yeah. And I think that he learned some things watching that movie. (laughs) Maybe. Hmm. Well, that sounds like that's an assignment for everybody listening is to watch that movie. Watch Forget Paris. We're also going to post some links to an article... And also a comic strip oh. around uh, Invisible Labor. Oh, right on. So people can check out some resources. <laughs> and they're not peer-reviewed, but That's okay. what are we going to do We wouldn't be former educators slash current educators if we didn't provide handouts. Handouts. And documents. Reading lists. <laughs> I love reading lists. Hit me with them all day long, honey. Love I it. I will. I will. I will. This is Mutual Victory. This is Jeannie. This is Matt. Bye, friends. (laughs) 